Hello all of you wonderful people out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, my name is Will. And my name is Lee. And today we're going to be talking about the 2019? 18? When was this movie come out? Oh, 2018, the 2018 <laughs> film A Quiet Place, written and directed by John Krasinski, starring Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Millicent Simmons, and Noah Jupe. So... Yeah. So I saw these movies when they came out, um, both of them, especially this one. Um, you are uh-huh. going into this blind, so I'm really anxious to know how you felt about the first one before we even get started. Well, I, um, so I'm, I'll tell you, I, I watched the first one. I, I think I put, I put the, fir- the first one on not long after it came out, and I watched the first like few minutes of it, of them just kind of like, looking at each other, not speaking, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe one day I'll have the time to sit here and watch it. Okay. I didn't know what I was going into, um, per se. I didn't know if it was, like, a straight-up horror movie or if it was a thriller. Um, I just knew what the basic concept does. It was, be quiet, don't make a sound, or you'll die. Okay, got it. Um, I say, yeah, one of these days when I'm um, watching a movie, you know, by myself where the kids won't be around, because it's not that it's, like, a bad movie. It's just something they don't need to watch. Right. Um... I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a chance to watch it. And you kept saying, let's check it out. Let's talk about it. I said, okay, well, I'll sit down and talk about it. So I, I watched the movie, and I think, I want to say the next day, um, I immediately started watching the second one. Oh, again. wow. So I really was interested in seeing, like, where it went. Because I knew, um, I mean, spoiler alert, I knew that Krasinski was not really in the second movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, he is, but he's not. It's in right. a flashback. Um, but I knew that Cillian Murphy um, was was like the main male character in it just from seeing trailers or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was excited. I was interested in seeing where they went with it. Um, so for me, I'll be honest, it's going to be difficult for me to distinguish between the first and second movie because I watched them like it was one big deal, which is, you know, pretty it accurate. Is. It kind of um, is. So it's it's one thing. It's like it's, it's, if somebody ever asked me what's your favorite Back to the Future movie, I just say Back to the Future. You know, it, you know, it is a great movie because it's one solid thing goes all the way through. It's continuous. Right. You know, so that's how I feel about it. That's that's kind of how I feel about this as well. I mean, that's why it's called Quiet Place and Quiet Place Part Two, because it's not um, it's not just like a, a sequel to it. It's more like here's the continuation of this story that's kind of still going on as we're as we're moving through. So, um, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well put together. Uh, not knowing much of what Krasinski's done besides some of the movies I've seen him in. Um, I know he did like a Jack Ryan thing. Um, and, uh, you know, also obviously The Office. I thought he was fantastic in that. Right. Um, but seeing him, you know, at the helm of a, of a movie and being the, you know, the, the leading actor in the, in the first one. Um, f- fantastic job. Very impressed. It's, um, it's almost like, seeing something that Jordan Peele does as far as directing, like, oh, but I can totally see how he would have, I'm talking Jordan Peele, how he would have that element for the movie Get Up, uh, Get Out, not Get Out, uh, yeah, not Get Up, but Get Out. Um, like, some of, some of the sketches that they did on Key and Peele were quite dark, and I'm like, ooh, so when I saw Get Out, I'm like, yeah, this totally, you know, I could see him doing this, this makes total sense. Yeah, when you, wa- um, when you watch so- Key and Peele, the, some of the skits, you can absolutely tell that he's a huge horror fan. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, their their references to The Shining and this and that and everything else, you know, um, and then just all their horror movie stuff like the zombie episodes. They do a ton of zombie things. 
you know, apocalypse things, uh, alien stuff, whatever. So yeah, he's big into that sci-fi stuff. So to see it come over there, I'm, I'm just not surprised by it, but he's done a great job. So to see Krasinski doing this, um, like he's really come a long way from his character, Jim Halpert, you know, from that to like everything else he's done. You're like, oh, good, you know, good for you. And I'm, I'm very impressed to see a lot of actors nowadays stepping into the director's chair and doing such a fantastic job. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's, that's how I felt about Favreau, you know, and he's, he's done so much with, you know, just being the characters he used to play in the, in, you know, in the past and then going from that to taking over directing. Um, and I mean, he's been doing directing for many years, but his stuff is really has really taken off, and you know, as we've talked about Mandalorian, he's done a great job on that. So, um, I'm interested in seeing how all these, you know, actor directors continue to to come out of the woodwork. You know, so no, definitely. I know I just talked about a lot of things and didn't really answer your question, but <laughs> there um, you go. No, definitely. But um, I didn't do a whole lot of research going into you know behind the scenes of the production of this movie. But what I will say about John Krasinski mm-hmm. is I never got the appeal of him. Like a couple of years ago, when everybody started clamoring for him to play, um, oh my god, to play to play Reed Richards, I didn't get it because all I knew about him was oh the guy from The Office. I hate that television show. I'm I'm not into any of the characters from there, and he's. <laughs> He right. was just always, he always annoyed me on that show. And <laughs> I was skeptical going into this, but what sold me is, you know, post-apocalyptic world and that kind of piqued my interest. So I watched it for that aspect alone. Um, I went into it I went into it not knowing that Krasinski, you know, wrote and directed it. So it really it blew my mind. It impressed me what he was able to accomplish. Even in the first, right. you know, few minutes of the first season, he really he's really able to set the tone. Um, absolutely. So let's just, you know, kind of get into it. So we start off on day 89 and immediately we see, you know, a decrepit world. Everything is just in wasteland. I, the, the subtle Mm. touches that is put all over this is like the greenery starting to, you know, come through and it's an earth that's not being maintained at all. I really like that in a lot of movies like this. There are so many, it's only, it's only, I mean, 89, that's, that's like three months. Exactly. But, you know, the, the point is like, ooh, wow, it's, yeah. it's but it's not excessive. It's just it's there. You can tell. But, you know, three months into it, there's still a lot that's changed. Exactly. There's there's a missing board up with, you know, people clamoring, you know, call 911 if you see this person. I thought that was a really interesting touch. And we're introduced mm-hmm. to this family who's inside of a drugstore and they're all being very, very quiet. They're walking around with no shoes on. And it's like immediately you get it. You don't need any dialogue. Yeah. You don't need anything written down or a newspaper article or anything to tell you what this world is and what, you know, has to be done in order to survive. It's immediate mm-hmm. without a word. I'm going to stress that a lot when, when we talk well, about this opening what, scene. So what I what I love about it um, now, when I watched it, um, I didn't have subtitles on. And I know that um, later on in the movie. Um, but not very, it was much more in the second movie than the first one. Um, they're actually using American sign language, Mm -hmm. um, throughout it because their daughter, which, I mean, I know we'll get into it, but their daughter's actually deaf and the, the girl, the actress here, she is actually deaf in real life. And they, and that was, uh, Krasinski's real big deal is he wanted to make sure it was so authentic and real. He's like, I want to find a deaf girl and like an actual girl who's deaf to play this character because I want it to be real. And she was fantastic. She in this. nailed it. She 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 was perfect. I mean, obviously, you know, 
hey, how do you play a deaf girl? Be a deaf girl. Okay, <laughs> nice and easy. But I mean, the thing was, she she fit. She was perfect. Um, she she looked the part. She um she had great um emotion in everything she did. Yeah, it was just fantastic, and it and it fit. It was so um it was ne- it was organic. That's the word I'm looking for. Everything was organic about it. Her her performances, um, even even him. Her performances from top to bottom. She stole the show in both of these movies. Absolutely. I I, I don't care Absolutely. what anybody else says. I know there's a lot of praise for Emily Blunt, which. Even, you know, her in these two films blew my oh, mind she because I did not see yeah. this performance coming from her at all. But, you know, this mm. little girl, Millicent, her, I wish nothing but the best for her career. She was fantastic in this role that she played. Absolutely. My God. I wanted Absolutely. to wait till later to really, you know, get on that. But, I mean, you, you brought it up, so we might yeah. as well talk about it a little well, bit Well, I bring now. it up because in the beginning, it's very, like, you understand what's going on without any words and without American Sign Language being used. Yes. It was them just pointing at things. And using their eyes, using their heads, their movement, it was all gestures. It was very, very much like old mime, you know, simple, silent acting. Um, And they did a great job expressing emotion, expressing um, communication. And I was just, I was very impressed by that. Mm. And a lot of times when I watch movies that just don't don't happen to have the subtitle uh, part of the screen on there, I, I do get confused. I think I watched Passion of the Christ with no subtitles, and I'm like, this is very interesting. <laughs> like, they're speaking, <laughs> they are not, they're, they're speaking Hebrew, and I have no idea what they're, they're saying, but I understand what they're saying because I've read scripture. Okay, interesting. But then in here, it's like, okay, they're able to um, project all of the emotions they need to and all of the communication. Everything is done just through their body. Right. And... Again, later on, um, it becomes later very on important. they do speak. Um, yeah, and then later on they get the sign language. Um, but I'm glad that the majority of this movie, there's a lot more speaking in the second movie, like actual speaking, yes. which was odd to me, but whatever. Um, we'll get to that. But We're on the same page yeah. with that. It's odd. When, when, when we, when yeah, we get to the second very, part of their speaking odd. parts, it's very, it's, oh, whoa. It, it, it sets, it's, it's tone deaf. To what the film actually is yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm very I was very excited that I that you can get into a movie where nobody's speaking mm-hmm. and it's not comedic. You know, it's not slapstick. You know, where you can just like, oh, I get what they're doing. It was just it was emotion. It was drama. It was real. And just I mean, hats off to, to all those involved um, because they really nailed that. So we get we're in this grocery store. And immediately we see this little boy who's stomping around, breathing heavily, almost on the cusp of laughing. And as, as a downer as it is, as soon as I saw this little kid in the way that he was acting, I was like, whoa, this kid isn't going to make it. There's, there's, there's absolutely no mm. way. He's, he's just he's being too much of a child right now. His parents aren't really you know, paying attention to everything that he's doing. And it's... it's, it's it's kind of a gut punch the way the way that this thing goes down. Um, we we see his mother, and she's off in the corner, and she's being so quiet, even just moving around pill bottles on a shelf, looking for medication mm-hmm. for her son. And it's again, it was it was fantastic the way that everything was done out. And we cut back to her youngest child, who's <laughs> crawling up on a stool trying to get a toy the toy almost falls but 
the daughter, the deaf girl, mind you, is really quick to react <laughs> and jumps into action and grabs this toy before it hits the ground to make a sound. So right. immediately, all of these characters have very different traits without a word. And I thought that that was amazing. Mm -hmm. We see mm -hmm. dad come in who got a box of a whole bunch of gadgets and tech toys and, and everything else. So we know that he's, you know, into that kind of thing. He's techie. He's a, he's, he's, he's tweaking with all different kinds of things. His daughter, she's super into it. She's going through the box with him. And she's also very quick to react because of what she just did, you know, for her brother earlier on. We have mom mm -hmm. who's, able to keep her cool even though her eldest son is in the corner having what i'm guessing is an asthma attack so she's able to you know stay calm cool and collected while she's doing everything and oh yeah then, and then we have this this little boy who's just being a little boy and running around very loud so immediately five characters all with different personalities and we know them all by the drop of a hat without any of them speaking a word i thought that right. was fabulous absolutely so I forgot, I hate that I can't categorize it now, but watching this movie, I had a bunch of different feelings of different movies I would compare it to, or say it has its similarities to. I Am Legend is definitely one of them. Um, uh. I Am Legend, has, it has that idea where it's like, you know, the post-apocalyptic, you know, there's things going around. Like, that was more about, like, stay out of the dark. This is, you know, don't make noise. Right. Um, uh, signs, I felt like a, like, it felt like signs in some ways, you know, they're aliens, you know, and there's certain things they figure out as a way to get rid of them type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of different things in there. Like, I, I found a lot of elements of other sci-fi thrillers and things I've seen, and, but the thing was, it, this was still so original, um, and I'll even say, um, there was a little bit of Home Alone in there as well. Kind which of. you'll understand, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you get it. <laughs> kind of. Um. We'll, we'll get there. My favorite scene, and it's, it's very Home Alone, anyway. <laughs> for, the, for those of you who've seen this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's really, funny, anyway. it's really funny that you bring up I Am Legend in comparison mm. to this. I feel, like, right. I feel like I Am Legend kind of cheated because it skipped forward years. So there, no, is, yeah. there is no getting to know the world. There is no understanding the environment. There, there's none of that. You kind of mm. skip over all of that, and, you know, Will Smith is just out there being Will Smith. And it, it, right. eh, you, you lost a lot. There's, there was a lot of possibility with that film that I thought was left on the table by doing that. It's that, but that's well, what just... I think was What I think was good about that is we've seen, we've seen way too much about how it begins, it being so short. We just, they just wanted to get to... Here's what happens years later, you know, and I thought it was an interesting take, and that's why I actually do enjoy the movie. I want to revisit that movie. I haven't watched it in many years, mm. but I want to revisit it because I, I like that element. It's like, let's not play games. Let's not go through all this backstory stuff. Let's just say this happened, and he's kind of backtracking, trying to find out how and why, you know, mm -hmm. and what he, what he can do to fix it. Like, that was what I thought was cool about that movie is, I mean, that, the whole point was what? He was a scientist, and he was already trying to work on a cure? something like that like in his basement or something he was trying he was trying and to it, synthesize a cure for the virus and right. the reason why he stayed right. it was because the whole thing was this is my site this is ground zero this is my site i have to stay here and he right. just right by skipping forward i don't know i like the how did this happen what's going on i much mm. prefer that than this oh we're going to jump and we're going to be in the middle of 
said disaster. You know, I would have liked to There's see There's so many movies about that, though. But There's with, so many movies that start with, off like that. Like, And I think about, like, zombie movies, you know, for example. It's like, this is very much like a zombie movie type thing. It's aliens or zombie movie. Very similar type of things. So and you're not I keep wrong. thinking about what's that? What's the dawn of the dead? You know, they wake up and somebody's in the shower. Your husband's dead. He's taking a shower. Oh, and wow, the little wow, girl wow, comes wow. in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And then they and go outside. People are getting hit by cars. Yeah. You're, we've seen that. Before. You're absolutely not wrong. You're 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 right in this. But with the exception of I Am Legend, I think the story there is it would have been much more interesting to see his path towards his mental break and like the insanity that he was going through as opposed to just jumping straight into it. Well, that was a remake, um, basically, or it was derived from The Last Man on Earth, right? Was it? Like, the old Vincent Price, Last Man on Earth? I believe it was. I've never, um, I've never seen The Last Man on Earth, so I, I Oh, okay. I, 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 know. I You know what? I haven't either. I own it, but I still haven't watched it. Oh, well. It's, it's one of the... I, I definitely have a good 20 films on disc, like either DVD or Blu-ray, that I still have yet to watch. Hmm. Um, it's, it amazes people the movies I have that I still haven't watched. Um, just because I know, like, one day I'll sit down and watch this classic movie that I've heard about. I, I get a whole bunch of Vincent Price, actually. I've just never watched it. It was like uh, the um, Pit and the Pendulum, The Terror, Last Man on Earth. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway. I've seen but yeah, Pit- I, I I've believe seen... that that's what, that's what that was. I've seen Pit and the Pendulum. Mm-hmm. So, it was... It's... I've read it. <laughs> the movie's good. You'll enjoy it. You you will enjoy it. I know you well enough to know when you're going to like something. You'll like that movie. Um, okay, cool. So the family, they're getting ready to leave, and then this little boy comes out of nowhere holding this toy spaceship, and uh, Papa Krasinski very wisely grabs this thing from him and rips the batteries out. But uh, it to no avail because as they're leaving, this little boy grabs the batteries off the shelf, and oh boy, it's it's not looking too good for this poor kid. Um, we're outside and I love, you know, just the attention to detail that's going on at the beginning of this movie. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm harping on it. I don't care. They're walking around barefoot, even when they're outside, they don't want to make a sound. And I thought that that was really cool. Um, I also like, this is the first time we get a scene where it's from the daughter's perspective and it's just absolute silence and you don't hear her little brother playing with the toy, but you see the lights going off in the background and you immediately know what's going on. And then we cut the toys going off. You know, Krasinski tries, he's racing to try to get to his kid in time, but to no avail. And this kid gets grabbed up by one of these creatures and that's it. Cut to black. And we're off to the next scene. It was rough. Oh yeah. It, See, I was very confused because I was trying to figure it out. Like, I don't remember, like, when I first saw it and when I sat, the second time I saw it. I didn't, the first time I watched it again, it was only the first few minutes just inside the, the place. And they start walking out and I shut the movie off. I just didn't have the time to watch it that time. But this time watching it through, I was very confused. I'm like, wait, who's this kid? How much time passed again? <laughs> What's going on? Like, is he dead? Did he not die? Okay, so they had two boys. This is the other boy. Mm. Okay, he wasn't there. Okay, what's going on here? Oh, she feels guilty. Got it. Okay. I think I understand. All right. It just took me a little bit to rem- to know who was who because some time passed, you know? That's that's where I was at. But, so, yeah, we, yeah. We, we have learned that um, toys are a bad idea because they kill. Good mm. good to know. Don't, don't make any noise or else this kind of thing is going to happen. So, I, I, again, I love the way that this world is established. I love this in 
all movies that I watch. I want to know about the world. I, in a lot of cases, I'm much more interesting about world building than I am characters. So this really right. appealed to me right. in, in, a, in a lot of ways. I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, cut to black and we jump forward 383 days. We're now on day 472 and it's, <laughs> it's life on the farm. And, um, we first see Papa Krasinski down in the basement and he's scanning for radio frequencies Pop? looking for, you say, you say Papa Krasinski, I said Papa Krasinski. Cause <laughs> okay. if you notice, if you notice, I know we can go on IMDB and look up their character names. Their names are never <laughs> uttered in this movie. They are not. Oh, maybe not this one. No, not this one. Their 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 names no, are not spoken. One, None of them. No, I thought in the that was. I thought that are. was cool. No, in the second one, they 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 have names. In the second one, they have names. In this one, you have to wait till the end credits to find out what their names are. Right. So I am right. I am kind of omitting that on purpose. Um. Yeah. So dad's down in the basement. He's, you know, tinkering with his toys and he's scanning radio frequencies looking for anyone, which does not become important until the second movie. Um, mm. Mom mm-hmm. is very, very, very pregnant, which hate me if you want to. I kind of think getting pregnant in a post-apocalyptic world where you can't make a sound is kind of irresponsible. Yeah. Just my opinion. <laughs> Don't hate me, but... I, so, th- there's different schools of thought. Um, there's, there's one thing... So, so, a healthy marriage includes uh, physical intimacy. Understood. Um, but, but there are people who feel strongly about birth control. Um, they might be of the camp that says, well, if it's God's will, then it's God's will. <laughs> And then, you know, there's others who are, well, you know, God gave us the opportunity to steward our bodies and we can decide whether we do or don't have children. Okay. But we can still enjoy And And you that's know, perfectly marriage. fine. That's perfectly fine. And, and enjoy intimacy. I'm not saying yeah. don't be intimate, intimate with your significant well, other. So my, my confusion was I'm just like, you know, so they had to sit there and be extremely quiet <laughs> while being intimate. <laughs> Okay, that was like, that was my like second really thought. Really quiet. That was my second thought. Like, listen, if you and you're in a post-apocalyptic world, I understand that you're looking for some type of relief. You're looking for a connection with another human being, and if you and your <laughs> wife decide to enjoy each other, fine. And excuse yeah. my terminology here, but dude, pull step up your pull-up game a little bit. Like, this is not this is not the time. And I, that's just my opinion. I don't think this is the time. Yeah, I, I would be terrified, uh-huh. be it man or woman, in this scenario to, great, she's going to have a kid soon, yeah. I'm going to have a babysit. Like, I don't know what my mind, I, my mind would be racing. I would not know how to handle that. Oh, well, yeah. So, I mean, they, they did that They did that in The Walking Dead, too, I remember? Know. And that they had that whole gigantic thing where Carl basically, basically delivered his mother's baby in a prison. <laughs> so... And the, then, oh yeah, and then she was a zombie. Yeah, the the <laughs> oh walking God. the Walking Dead was different <laughs> because they weren't they weren't bound by sound. Like they were really fast right, and loose. Right. Like they could you know pretty much live a normal life and they were going to be fine until you know something happens and up oh, we're setting up the next right, season. Right. And this is very very different. This than is that. very as long very as you different. Protect yourself. You're good. They're just slow moving zombies that over time they could knock over a fence because you know the fence is old and they've been there forever. But this was like fast aliens that can get through anything as long as they hear sound. It's like, yeah, 
This is definitely a lot more exciting than what The Walking Dead became. We will get you know? to we will get to the breakthrough anything later. That that's going to be a huge <laughs> thing too. Anyways, I know, right? So mom is, you know, in her little room and she's she's working on something. And what we see that she's working on is this makeshift box or 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 briefcase or whatever it was that has been oh. modified into a pseudo crib that closes and is soundproof and there is an oxygen tube going to it. Which is oh smart. It's it's very, very smart if you pay attention to the oxygen gauge, which again we will get to <laughs> we will get to later. <laughs> My God, like they I I will give I will give the movie and this character credit for at least thinking about this, you know, she's ten steps ahead. Great, perfect. No no uh-huh. no problems. I'm I'm fully on board. Um I didn't understand in the next scene when they're getting ready to eat dinner, I didn't understand their method of cooking. Like, cause they lift up a floorboard mm. and they take out a tray of fish that has been cooking. And I'm like, uh, huh. okay. So can they not burn fire? Like, is the hearing that sensitive that they will hear like the mm. crackling of wood? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, potentially. Okay. I just uh, think they just found, they just found uh, a better way to cook per se. Sure. I mean, if you're making any noises, the thing is they're supposed to be quiet no matter what. So if the food is cooking underneath, yeah. Well, they I well they, so. they they thought ahead about that too because we cut to them and they're sitting down and they're eating dinner and they're using leaves as plates so they don't make any noise. I thought that was really smart. Mm-hmm. Great, perfect. Yep. Um, they all join hands. They begin to pray. They eat. We cut to another scene of they two pray kids. quietly in their own heads. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. They cut to another scene, and the kids are playing Monopoly. They get a little old. Uh, something about the Monopoly <laughs> they're, game. They're, but they're, they're game pieces? They're game pieces. They're like pieces of fabric, pieces of anything that yeah. they could have found laying around, and that's how they're playing, which, again, really, really smart. Uh, and it goes, to, it goes to a bone of contention I have with this movie later on because mm-hmm. there are some audible differences that happen and I'm asking myself, wait a minute, I, I thought they had to be quiet. Okay, I, we'll right. talk about that later, though. Um, mm-hmm. They get a little overly excited while they're playing Monopoly. They knock over a lantern. It's supposed to be a jump yeah. scare. I got spooked out because of how quiet everything was. And then, you know, just hearing the noise of the lantern tip over, I jumped a little bit. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, that's that's the point. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it absolutely Because worked. they spent the entire first, like, what, 15, 20 minutes already that we're into this movie? In utter being silence. Being super quiet. So, Total silence. And then this happens. Yeah, you're, you're probably going to pee a little. Here's, you know? something, here's <laughs> something I was curious about, and I'm going to ask you. Do you think this movie would have been better without a score? Was there a score? Yes. There was when there's there's, you know, theme music and, and, and you know, or 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 orchestral music playing in the background subtly, you know, all over the place. It's that really oh, it's that I, really I, quiet piano I, piece that's playing throughout. Like, I, I understand why they I, did it. I don't it. remember that. OK, well, I understand why they did it. It's just I don't know. Sometimes hmm. sometimes it was a bit distracting. Yeah, I can imagine that. I'm music is such is so important for me. Like I, I'm I'm always listening to music. 
one way or another, even if it's like, you know, as low as it can go and it's just like really slow instrumental just Same. to kind of have in the background. Um, so I, I guess I just didn't notice it. Okay. Um, and I, and when I'm when watching this movie, I didn't feel like there was anything distracting about any type of music. So when they're, um, it, it, it's, it first becomes really apparent when they're in the beginning, um, before, you know, the kid gets got, um, they're walking on uh-huh. the train tracks and there's a really subtle piano piece playing in the background as they're walking. It It's supposed to, okay. It's supposed to add to the atmosphere of just a desolate world. Like that's mm-hmm. the point of it, and I understand why why it was there, but just it takes away from some of the jump scares that are supposed to be here because it's like the music is revving up a little bit, and you know what's coming, and then up oh, something falls over. Like that's that happens a few times, and I feel like without that, this movie would have been a little bit better. Like I wish there was I wish yeah. there was a cut of this movie without any music at all. Yeah, no, maybe. Okay. I, I bet you there is a cut. It's it's a, a quiet place. A qui- the quiet cut. <laughs> the quiet cut. That's pretty good. Or just watch the it with quieter the quieter cut. Sound. I mean, I don't want to watch it with the sound off because I want to, you know, hear what's going on in the background, but I don't know. Oh well, yeah, you need you need to hear the wind yes. and the subtle yeah. Which, no, there there should be, you know, what we should write to Krasinski and see if he can put out the the quieter cut. That'd be cool. Yeah, I would totally watch that movie. I mean, that would that would make the movie. I think it would take it ten levels up. If that's the case, I don't. I like again. I don't remember the music there, but thinking about that movie the way it was without music. When you get a chance, I mean, when you get a chance, just hmm. watch that first scene over again when they're on the train tracks. That's when you first hear it, and it it's not the movie. The 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 score isn't overpowering, but the fact that it's there and. You know, I'm a music guy just like you are. It's mm. sometimes it's a bit distracting. I will say that. And maybe that's just because okay. we're so, you know, musically inclined that we hear things like that. You know, maybe other people won't. Maybe they'll be able to ignore it or it's you know, it's it's absolutely possible that I'm way off base. But to me, mm. eh, I could have done without it. Um. Anyways, so the Laren Falls, it made some noise. And immediately they know that something is close. They hear a whole lot of rattling. And it's it's this really tense scene. And it turns out to just be some raccoons that were up on the roof. And, you know, they jump down and they scurry away. And then the raccoons are dead. Because they get, they get eaten by whatever these creatures are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that made me happy because I hate raccoons. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I have I despise raccoons. Dude, they get into my garbage, like, almost during the summer, at least a dozen times during the summer. There's trash all over my lawn, and I hate it. Like, okay, if you're going to take it, just trash eat it. Trash pandas. Just, excuse me? I said trash pandas. Trash, yeah, sure. Anyways. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, I think in Guardians 2, that's what they called them. Yeah. They called them a trash panda. <laughs> yeah, trash panda. Yeah, rocket. <laughs> Anyways, um, we then get a really somber moment where, you know, mom and dad, they're in the basement, they have some headphones on, and they share a dance, and they have a moment, and it's, oh boy, it's, uh, it's supposed to tug at the heartstrings, and it absolutely does. Like, even, mm-hmm. you know what they're thinking about, 
you know what their their past, what's about to happen with this new baby. There's just a lot on their minds, and they're able to get that across on screen without uttering a word. I think I think little things like that are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Little little. How how do you how do you find? I mean, I I can't imagine what the world would be like if you lost music. You know, if you lost neither, the ability can, can to I. do little things like that. So it's just, for me, I was like, wow, you know, what's going to happen there? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about headphones. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, good. They still have that. So it's like, I forgot completely about it until they brought it up. And I'm like, oh, oh, that is awesome. <laughs> um, We then get a really cool scene where, you know, mom, she's somewhere in the house. She's giving herself a little bit of a checkup. Checking her blood pressure, she has a stethoscope, she's listening to her baby's heartbeat, and she just kind of meditates on that for a minute. And the the sound of the baby's heart beating was fantastic. Like that was that was a really cool moment where it's just her and she has her eyes closed and she's just, you know, focusing on it to just try to calm down and like take in that moment. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Um okay yeah i'm gonna edit out that space because i gotta go through my notes again hang on okay so something else i thought was really cool next up um we have our deaf girl the daughter here and she's making her way through the house and i really like how there's markings on the floor so the floor doesn't squeak like in certain places and i don't know if there are beams (laughs) in the basement that like where the supports are supposed to be I don't know if it's specifically for her because she can't hear, but either way, it's absolutely brilliant the way that that plays out. So as a, as a parent, oh. um, I will tell you that there are spots in the house or we'll say specifically in the kid's room that you know where it's safe to step. Because every time you're trying to put your kid to sleep, which in, in, in some cases it's like some people have kids that just go right right out. Um, and then some people have multiple kids and some kids go out quick. Some kids don't go out quick. And some kids get immediately woken up as soon as they hear a noise. So I can tell you I know every single spot in my kid's room and in my hallway going to my room that creaks. So okay. I know exactly where not to step. And it's just, so the fact that they put that in there, it's just like, yes, this is so realistic. <laughs> I believe it. I get it. And, but again, I think it comes down to the fact that she's deaf. She wouldn't hear it as well. She, I mean, she would feel it. She would feel creaking. But just to make things easier, these are the spots that creak. Stay away from these spots. I just thought it was a movie aesthetic. Yeah. Like no, I didn't like I didn't it's... I didn't bring like the fact that you know kids walking in the hallway into it. I just figured, "Oh, she's deaf and this is where she specifically has to step because she can't hear. It's not like she can walk across a floorboard and be careful where she steps. She actually has to have markings out in front of her." Like that's that's the way that I looked at it. Yeah, I don't think it was just for her, but I think it was beneficial for her, for her more than everybody else. Too. Right. So she's trying to go into the basement and she's immediately scooped up by her father. He does not want her down there at all. It's never Mm-mm. really specified why he doesn't want her down there. It's mm-hmm. alluded to a little bit. And you said you did not have any subtitles. 
this is where I turned mm-hmm. it on because they go outside and they have a conversation in sign language and I wanted to know what they were saying badly enough that I actually sought out the subtitles for this scene. He tries to so give her... So I used... I will say that um, in the past, I had... I, w- I was definitely not fluent at all, but I, I knew enough of ASL in order to get by mm-hmm. with some conversation with some people who were, who were hard of hearing. Okay. Not people who were deaf, but people who were hard of hearing where... If there were certain things they were trying to um, communicate that were difficult to understand, they would use their hands and they would do ASL in order to help me get it. So basic stuff. I'm hungry. I need to use the bathroom. I want to go home. You know, things like that and some basics. Um, So I did pick up on a lot of it for the most part. Um, But, you know, so that's what was cool about this. I'm like, oh, it's nice to see a movie that's utilizing ASL. Um it would have been help more helpful for me to have subtitles because some of them were beyond anything I ever learned. I I have a book. Is it there? I think I let somebody borrow it. Ah, oh, dang. It was a really good book. I forgot who I let borrow. Um, oh man, I, I hate, I, I, I have a nice collection of books and I loan way too many out because I never keep track of who I loaned them out to. Um, but yeah, I had a book that was like a good cheat cheat book. You know, it, it gave some real basics on on ASL. Um, I recommend it for anybody because it's super helpful. The problem is, I I start using it sometimes for basic stuff when I'm trying to communicate to people and I forget that they don't know ASL. Mm. So I'd be like, "Hey, you know, are you hungry?" Or, um, <laughs> I, love, I, I like, I love how you're trying what, to what do this and always, you're not oh, on camera. I, <laughs> Oh, you can tell I'm doing it. <laughs> like I can, I can picture you sitting there, like doing it, like trying to convey what it is you're talking about. And it's like, dude, you're not on camera. Relax. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about this is that we've been doing this podcast for. Um, I mean, we we did it for a long time, but we started putting this out. So this has been officially, I think, next month. We've officially been on like you know Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff for almost a year now, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, before that, we were doing just you and YouTube stuff like that, but we've been, we've been doing this for a while. We stepped and it all up. that time. We I stepped kept it tell- up a lot a year ago. Oh yeah. So um, that's when we released all of our older episodes, you know, on an actual podcast. Um, but it was funny because I told my dad, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing a podcast. And he goes, oh, I'd love to watch one. And I'm like, dad. What? Like you're you're officially an old man now. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Can much. I watch your podcast? And I'm like, Dad, a podcast is like a radio show. He's like, Oh, so where do I see it? I'm like, Dad, <laughs> <Where do I laughs> <see> it? <laughs> radio, radio, like <laughs> podcast. It's basically it's it's a, uh, it's not terrestrial radio. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrestrial radio. Oh, Dad, it's called terrestrial. Yeah, and it's not extraterrestrial. It's terrestrial. It's it's you know in our boop, terrestrial radio over the air. Sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, it just, it was just funny to me. My dad's like, I'm going to watch one of your pod. He, he's making the joke. He's like, where can I see your podcast? <laughs> Close your eyes. Imagine it. Um, yeah, we don't do video. Um, you're just not interested in video. We've talked about this. You just, you have no interest whatsoever in doing video. Zero. So zero. That's why Chuck and I do the, uh, the updates now and again, just, just for funsies. Cool. Anyway, um, back. So, anyways, back, back so to, yes. So, don't go in the basement. Yeah, don't go in. The, so she's not allowed to go in the basement. And like I said, it's never really specified why she's not allowed to go down there. She thinks it's because he feels as though, oh, you can't hear. You'll knock something over. Nobody's gonna be around to help you, etc. 
But in reality, I don't think it's anything like that at all. I just think he does not want her down there because of his own reasons. Probably, you know, his safe space and a place where he can go to be Mm -hmm. by himself. That's kind of what I took away from it. But anyway, well, I was wondering if he, if he's playing with radio stuff, something might malfunction and make a really loud noise and he doesn't want anybody else down there in case something like that happens and he's, you know, gets attacked. That's a possibility too. That's what I thought. He's playing with he's playing with radio wave stuff. What happens if a if a cable gets unplugged and it goes out of a speaker or something? That's a possibility. You know? That's that's a huge possibility. That's kind of what I would think. It's like, you know, that's like he would sacrifice that if he's trying and something happens, but he doesn't want anybody else down there to be in put in harm's way. Right. So that was kind of my thought. So the two of them, are the, they're out front and they're in the front yard. And we find out that he's been tinkering, tinkering around with a hearing device for her for a while now. And he's trying to perfect it, to, to, to increase her range of hearing, even if it's a little bit, because it will be very beneficial to her. And she's not having any of this because it never works. Like, she essentially just wants him to stop trying. That's what their conversation is about. And he just kind of puts it in her hand and he's on her way. Um, the two of them have a very estranged relationship, even though they're still in the same house. I just think the loss of this kid has kind of damaged <laughs> this family in a way as sor- as, as, as horrible as that sound. It's, it's, it's true. Um, mm-hmm. we cut to mom who's, you know, giving her all this on a math lesson and then it's time for dad and son to take a trip off into the mountain somewhere. He does not do want to fishing. go. Huh? Yeah. To do some fishing, right? Yeah. yeah. Do, do, catch some fish, do some fishing, do some other things. He basically has to learn how to survive out there in the world on his own so he can take care of himself and take care of his parents when they get old. And it's all absolutely understandable. And then mm-hmm. we get this weird thing where it's like this meta commentary on gender roles going on here because... This kid does not want to go. He wants to stay at Mm -hmm. home and essentially just be a mama's boy. No offense to anybody Mm -hmm. out there, but that's basically what he wants to do. His daughter is the one who wants to go on this trip. And, you know, dad is not having any of this and he wants her to stay at (laughs) home. And it's this really weird thing. And okay. Right. It's (laughs) it was a weird turn for this movie to take. And it really this dynamic of the film really isn't revisited later on and i guess because of no. what happens it really doesn't need to be um yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much true <laughs> um we go back upstairs she's you know daughter is sitting on her bed she's crying her new hearing device doesn't work she gets very frustrated and throws it on the bed and she decides to pack a bag and go on a trip of her own because she can take care of herself i guess Oh boy. Yeah. We get that really good. Here we, we go again. Yeah, right? Now, we're, well, we're I mean, here we go first. <laughs> so, we're definitely setting up for the 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 crux of what this movie is going to be. Um Right. The two boys, they're out, they're on the trip. His father explains to his son that you're okay here. The water is, you know, louder than we're going to be, so the creatures there are going to stay away from it and you're safe. They find they they find a really cool waterfall where he's allowed to just kind of let loose and scream a little bit, which I thought was really cathartic for him. That was pretty incredible. That was awesome. It was great. Yeah, it was great. The way that they're howling into the waterfall, and it even even when the camera is on the other side of the waterfall, you get an audible representation of just how much noise is not traveling. 
which is a really weird sentence right. to say, but it was really cool the way that they set that up. Very cool. Um, we set up something for later on in the movie where mommy is downstairs and she's doing some laundry. She gets her bags together and the hamper bin gets caught on a nail and pulls it up. Uh, now, uh, I will say this. I know I've put in wood stairs together before. I know yeah. how strong those nails are. There's no yeah. way a nylon hamper is going to be able to pull up a nail so it's sticking straight up out of a floorboard. It's not going to happen. So I'm calling BS First of all, on I don't understand. Why would that <laughs> end? Like, you're going to have to remind me here because I'm thinking about it. And in the movie, it made sense. But thinking about it now, like, why was the nail's end pointing up? Exactly. Like, why would it be? Why would somebody have nailed it up? From the so bottom. Even if the ever. nail even <laughs> if the nail is going in to the edge of the stair and it's going in at an angle, and it's it, the nail would still be facing downwards. You would there would be no danger right. of stepping straight onto it and it going straight through your foot. Spoiler Absolutely. spoiler alert for later on. But the way that this uh-huh. is, it's just like, oh, there's a nail there, and here's the hamper, and it pulls this nail. Which it has to be, which is easily, easily a six-penny nail straight up now. It is sticking straight up out of the floor. What? Is, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. And, and you're, you're watching it saying, this is going to be a big deal, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> they, they, and, they, then, and it ends up being like the biggest part of the movie. Almost. You're, you're, you're absolutely it's right. It's crazy. And so it's just... Like, mm, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I, I almost would have, I mean, if they did more things like this, that's my home alone point. You know, if they set up their own booby traps accidentally. <laughs> See, I was wondering you know, if this, just... I was wondering if this was your home alone reference. Oh, absolutely. Okay, when she, <laughs> when she, I mean, whatever, when she does step on it, it's totally Marv going up the basement stairs. Yes. Absolutely. A nail sticking out of the basement stairs. You know, except she doesn't scream like like he does. She does a really good job not screaming. It's just until after that. It's just the way that this nail gets bent by a hamper that I have a hard time with. Yeah, it doesn't make I any know. sense at all. Nope. So uh, whatever I said, it uh, that's <laughs> that's that's one of my gripes. Um, mm-hmm. we go back to you know we go back to dad and his son, and they're sitting there, you know, overlooking the waterfall, you know, next to a little lake. And they have this really heart-to-heart conversation about how, if he still loves his daughter, if he blames her at all for what happened to his other son. And he says, no, of course not. It's nothing like that. But he's really not giving anything in the way of answers here. Even Mm -hmm. his face is very much, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell any of this because you are my son and you do not need to see me showing those kind of emotions around you. That's pretty much how the scene comes off. And Krasinski was really able to nail it here. Um, yeah. They get into the whole thing about, do you even still love her? Oh, of course I still love her. Well, then maybe you should tell her. And that's a big deal for, for later on in the film. I thought the scene was, right. it, 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 it got across what it needed to get across. And I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. So the two of them, they're on their way home. And we come across this old man, and um, his wife has <laughs> oh, man. His, his wife has been eaten, and he is distraught. He is very upset. 
this old lady is just (laughs) this old lady's just laying in a bush we we really don't know this guy's got no teeth no yeah yeah this guy got no teeth (laughs) you're right you're right about that no teeth old old man mountain we don't exactly know what's going to happen but krasinski's ready for anything even he doesn't know what's about to happen but he's taking it easy He's telling him to be quiet, and he just, this old man lets out this bellow of a scream. And here comes this creature to just cut him in ways that I've never seen a man get cut before in a movie. My (laughs) God. This thing moves faster uh, than the wind and just filleted him. And Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the way that it was, like, you see this guy... And I remember looking at it, and, and again, this is what comes down to the whole point of this movie is silent otherwise, and you don't have dialogue mm. for the most part. You've got this guy, and he's looking at you, and it's hard to tell his emotion because he doesn't have any teeth. And the <laughs> and only reason I say that is because if you see anybody who doesn't have teeth at all, no teeth, they all tend to have the same face. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, I mean, not to make fun you know, but when people have certain types of developmental disabilities, you can you can almost tell which disability it is they have. Mm-hmm. Down syndrome, for example, they they tend to have similar features. When people are missing all of their teeth, they have the same face. Yeah. It's weird, you know. And the it's face just like, is oh, because the they have no is, teeth. The face is I'm old and I'm done. That's the face. <laughs> no, I know young people who don't have teeth. Okay. That I've worked with in my field, okay, and they fine. look the same. Okay. But the point is, is when you don't have teeth, your jaw comes up in a way where you're almost like, oh, are you related to so-and-so? Oh, no, they just don't have teeth either. Oh, wow. So this guy's got no teeth, and I can't tell what his emotion is. Is he happy? Is he, is he you know, um, <laughs> is he pensive? Is he, like, what's going on with him? I can't tell. And Well, you know he's not happy. So he looks... He's not happy, obviously, but I'm like, but he's, is he a little off? And then when he yells, it's oh. almost like Man. when he lets it out, I, I get confused because it's almost just like, is he giving up and is he purposely saying, kill me now, creature? Pretty and much. that's why he's doing it? Or, or is he just saying, I need to let this out and, I, and whatever. But it almost seemed like he was just saying, you guys should have run. You didn't. I'm going to go ahead and let myself get killed right now. Pretty much. Um, that's, that's exactly how I But that was the thing. It. Is like I couldn't tell where he was going. As soon as you see what, I'm, what, what is perceived to be his wife laying dead in the bush, mm-hmm. and then you cut back to his face, and the way John mm-hmm. Krasinski is acting towards him, it's mm-hmm. almost a given that he's just going to let out this scream. I, I thought one of two things of when I first saw this. Either he's going to shoot himself or he's just going to make a lot of noise and come get me. That's kind of what I right. thought, and that's exactly okay. what happened here. I didn't think mm-hmm. it was him mm-hmm. just needing to let it out. It's my wife is gone, everybody's gone, this life, I'm done, and then, you know, bellow of a scream. I'm just, I'm just surprised that I, mean, I understand losing somebody. You're living in that world, you lost a lot. I don't understand him putting them in danger. That's what I was confused about. He put them in danger because of his sorrow. No, I understand. I, and I understand where you're coming from. What I will say is when you're in the moment and you are not, you, your mental faculties are not firing on all cylinders, I it's know. really and difficult yeah. to, it's really difficult to process. I can imagine. 
And that's why that's why I thought that it was more a, a scream of sorrow, not a scream of come get me because I'm done. Because that seemed like it would be if you're at that point, you would, you know, think to not, you know, call something to come kill you and potentially the people who are near you. Well, luckily, so that's why I kind of go back and forth on why. You luckily, know, he did it. Well, did he luckily, do it because he was just in pain, or did he do it because he wanted to die? Luckily, you and I have the hindsight of the second movie, so we can say that it's kind of established that if 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 these creatures are going to go towards whatever is making noise, because we've seen these creatures uh-huh. go towards what's making noise and ignore whatever isn't. Right. So True. It, it, that could be another train of thought. Like, I'm the one who's making the noise you actually have a chance of being okay if you're quiet and smart about this. So, yeah, I mean, this, I this, this, this is happening. This is going to happen, so just, I, I hope you make it, guy, and that's about it. <laughs> so, that happens, and um, Creature comes, shreds this poor guy. Dad has to, you know, cover his son's mouth so he doesn't scream because he's so terrified. I'm 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 gonna say this right now. This kid is gonna have a really rough go. I mean, if we go any <laughs> any further into the series, part three or four or whatever, I can see this kid being the the one that stays behind a lot. He's not built to be going out and making runs like this. If he's gonna be getting freaked out nah. over things like this, because this is going to be a frequent occurrence. This is not a mm-hmm. one and done. This is like no. This is this is the world, little dude. Like time to time to put on your big boy pants and and. Come on, but it's it's just it's not happening. It's it's not happening for right. this kid at all. And that's just unfortunately that's just the way that some people are built. And I'm not faulting him at all for that. It's just it is what it is. Um, we cut back to mom, and it's <laughs> I said we were gearing up for it. It's baby time. She's this baby's coming, and nothing's gonna stop it. Again, I would be absolutely terrified. She has to make her way down into the basement because. Uh, she has to, you know, send a signal out. She eventually, you know, turns on some red lights to let her husband and, and her kids know that she's going into labor. And she's heading down the stairs, and she steps right on the nail that we were talking about earlier. Yep. We already discussed this nail and how ridiculous it is, so we're just going to move on. <sighs> some noise must have happened. I don't remember what it was, but one of these creatures ends up making its way into the house. Oh yeah. Do you remember the no- was do you remember what happened to like for it to get I, Nah. Okay. No, I can't say Neither I do. do I. I don't rem- I don't exactly remember what happened. I don't know if she knocked something over or if she, you know, winced a little bit when she started having contractions. All, all I know is one of these creatures makes its way into the house. And again, she's she's so <laughs> nail in foot. She pulls it out, she makes her way over, she turns the lights on, she makes it to a shelf, and she just collapses to her knees because she's having contractions. I can't imagine what this would be like. This, this had me on the edge of my seat almost the entire way through. Oh, of course. She has a... Absolutely. Yeah, she, she grabs a, a, an oven timer, and she sets it to whatever, and that's, that's a really nice way to distract this thing. Cool, you're, you're, you're buying yourself some time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Dad and... Yeah, and, she's and, going through this. I mean, I, so I've, I've got two children, um, and we've, we've been pregnant multiple times, and I've seen my wife going through labor, whether it was full term or, you know, early and, you know, a loss. And in that, 
trying to go through contractions and really do much is really not in a simple task. And I mean, even to add on top of it, I've had kidney stones, probably about 27, 28 kidney stones. God. And they say, they say it's, they say it's the same. <laughs> so I can't imagine going through what she's going through with them. So I'm watching this movie saying, imagine if I was going through, like having the kidney stone, Oof. you know, wave pain Yo. doing this. Wow. Like <laughs> it blew me away. Blew me away. Totally. Yeah, I've only I've only ever had one kidney stone, and it was uh, it was not fun. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> it was not fun. I mean, I have I have a mm, so I have a high tolerance of pain. So I didn't know I had a kidney stone until I passed it. Ah, it was. Oh, that's 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 fine. <laughs> I um, I I knew something was up. But it was like, what is that? And I just never did anything Gas about pain? it. Gas <laughs> pain? Yeah. I just never really did anything yeah, see, about it. it that was, must have been a nice small one for you. It was when easy. It, the it, thing is, it yeah, if, pretty, it, if, it got, if it passed through the ureter, you know, it didn't get caught in it. In most cases, the kidney stone gets caught from the kidney into the ureter, which goes into the bladder. Mm. And when it gets stuck in that little, that little, you know, fleshy tube... It just inflames it, and yeah. that's what causes the most pain is, is the actual inflammation because of the, the stone in this little tube. So that, if you didn't have to deal with that, good for you, man. That never, <laughs> that, that never happened to me. I thought I just had, like, a stomach thing going on for, like, a week, and then mm. I, I didn't, <laughs> and then it was over. Like, so, anywho, um, where are we? So... So, Dad and his son, they're on their way home. They see the farm lit up by red, and immediately he knows what's going on. He pulls his son to the side and tells him, you have to go and set off these rockets. He's, this poor kid, like, my heart goes out <laughs> to him because he's terrified throughout this, this entire movie, but he, you know, in the end, he just kind of toughs through when he makes it. And I was really yep. happy. I was really happy for him, and I was proud for him in this moment. Like, you have to be by yourself. You have to, you know, climb up this ladder and you have to set off these rockets and, and you, you're going to be fine. Like, he has to trust all of this information that his dad has given him. And I'm just like, wow, that's okay. Great. Um, so the rockets go off, right? And as soon as the fireworks start to happen, this woman who makes her way to the bathtub lets out this another bellow of a scream. Like, she knew exactly when she was going to be able to just, like, have a release of all that pain. And I thought that was a really nice yeah. touch, too. That was really cool. It was a nice touch, but it was also, like, it freaked me out because I'm just like, how is she not dead after this? <laughs> like, she screamed. The thing is, they cut it. They cut it, and we didn't see what happened. He was like, the, the creature was right there. So, right there. Okay. Like, that was it. I'm on, then, I'm, on the same, I'm on the same page as you are with this. Here's what I will say. Earlier on in the film, it was established because of the river. Like, the river is louder than us, so we're safe. I'm guessing the fireworks were louder than she was, so she, she was She didn't safe. know the fireworks were going off. She they, did no, not know the she, fireworks were going off. She waited until she heard the first couple of booms. Uh, the, first couple yeah. of, the first couple of big pops happen, and then she screams. She doesn't scream before. Okay. I know. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. I get it. The, but the, but still, the creature's right there. Like, 
either down the hallway or just right below the <sighs> steps. So you figure yeah. she's closer, she's screaming, this should be, but you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So the fireworks are going off, you know, dad is putting together a shotgun under a blanket. So to, to make sure it doesn't make any noise, he makes his way into the bathroom. He sees a puddle of blood in the tub. He thinks she's gone. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. We. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he thinks she's gone. It's not like it's not like the window or a wall or is broken or there's a trail of blood leading somewhere else. It's just this one little place no. where there's a bunch of blood and he immediately like goes to like a bad place and then, you know, she puts her hand on the <laughs> on the shower oh, and yeah. it comes v- down. Very Titanic. <laughs> very overdramatic hand. <laughs> Yep. Do you remember that scene in Titanic when they were in the car? Nah. Nope. Can't. <laughs> in the car. Wait a second. Wasn't that like their, so their, uh, Leonardo, their moment? Le- yeah. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and his woman are having a moment in a car and her hand comes up and like her hand wipes away the fog that's on the window. That's, that's uh-huh. the first place my mind went when I saw this. I'm like, they took that straight that's out funny. of Titanic. <laughs> that's funny. It was so stupid. Oh my god. No, nothing else. You done? No, that's that's it. I'm, okay. I agree. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this kid, he's out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of this, I, I, I guess this crop field, and he gets spooked by something, and he just starts oh, running. Geez. Hang on, he yep. just starts running head on into this field, not knowing where he's going, looking behind him, not looking in front of him to see where he's going, and he runs straight into a tire and into basically knocks himself out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Uh-huh. That was that was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. That was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Um, we cut back to mom who has to take care of this brand new baby who's crying. They 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 finally make it into an, another part of the basement, and they have a a mattress that covers the entrance to the basement, and somehow yeah, the whole thing is sound. It's a soundproof like yes. um cellar. Yes. Yeah. And it, 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 it works. And they're able to, you know, live down there, I guess, undetected. Um, she immediately mm-hmm. puts this child into this box that she built from earlier and, you know, gives it oxygen and everything else. And we're great. Then we get the first son of hope. We cut back to <clears throat> we cut back to this kid who was knocked out from a tire and his sister. They meet up in, in, in such a way. And. For whatever reason, her hearing aid starts to tweak out. All while, one of these creatures is right behind her, and we start to see the creature tweak out because of this noise, and the creature runs off, and she doesn't know anything. Mm. So, this frequency that's going on with this hearing aid, I mean, are are you buying it, or? It's weird. Okay. Um, it's hard to say. I, I, no, it, it's. It, 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 that this is this is my signs moment, you know. That's hmm. my point. It got water on it. It's about the water. Oh, like okay, like okay. So these things get near her, and when they get near her, that's when. Her hearing aid tweaks out. That's what I don't buy. 
Yeah. The hearing aid doesn't tweak out unless they're nearby. So they're, they're actually creating this frequency. How? So, <laughs> I don't know, by being near? I guess. I mean, it, it's basically like putting a microphone up in front of a monitor. You know, that's what's happening here. Yes. So, um, so, so they're a monitor? They're a big monitor? It's cheap. Let's just say it. That's, yeah. It's really cheap. I mean, it's not, it's not quite white noise cheap, but, you know, it's... No. No. Whatever. <laughs> there's, there's, there, there were worse ways that they could have done this. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking War of the Worlds and the bird poop. Bird poop, remind me. It's so, been so war, long. So, War of the like Worlds and... Years. <laughs> so, okay, War of the Worlds, and the ships come out from the water and whatever, and they're all over the place, and people are running and hiding everywhere, and then one of the, one of the aliens or one of the ships that's towering over everything starts to tweak out and it's because of the birds and the bird poop that that started to break these things explain <clears throat> birds and bird poop cuz i feel like you told me nothing bird poop the the, the birds were pooping bird poop. the birds were pooping on these mechanical aliens and that's what was breaking them at the end of that movie I don't remember that. That is a horrible, <laughs> horrible idea. That's that's what it was. Wow. That's what it was. It was either it was either bird poop or just the bird smell or feathers or whatever. But that's essentially what it came down to. These mechanical that aliens so that weird. were terrorizing the world, the birds started <laughs> to migrate and, and fly around like the top area of these of these these ships or whatever they were, and that's what broke them and that's what saved humanity was was Birds. That is horrible. It is. It's terrible. So that's worse than this. Oh. <laughs> oh, geez. War of the Worlds, dude. When was that? Two thousand two. When was it? I don't know. I have. So I'm saying that was like twenty years ago. Yeah, I have no. I have no reference for anything that um, what's his name? Um, Tom Cruise was in Tom because Cruise. he's never aged. <laughs> <laughs> he has, that's that's he, the truth. He has not aged in like forty years. He looks the same today as he did when he was in Top Gun. <laughs> no, that's a lie. That's not a lie. I mean, he he does look very very similar, but that's because the aliens have been keeping him. You know. Okay, fresh. he looks <laughs> he looks the same today as he looked in Minority Report. That better? Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's two thousand five. Okay, so not quite twenty years, but yeah, just about. It might as well. I was gonna be. say it was definitely. I was definitely like you know. Still in high school when it came out. Yeah, that's how that uh, that's how that movie ended. I will never forget that. I will never forget that way that movie ended. That is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, birds. All right, well, let's let's not let's not dwell on. War anyways, the that anyways, the frequency that this hearing aid is giving off is the weakness for these creatures. And mm -hmm. if I have if I have one major bone of contention with this movie is it's never explained why. Ever, never, uh -huh. never, not once is it even like theorized. Okay. Like, why is this happening? What? Okay, sure. It's just this, this, this one particular frequency that this little girl just happens to have at her disposal is is the answer to the world's problems. Great. Right. So. Um. Yep. Hang on. Where am I? I believe you're in Massachusetts. Yeah, I am in Massachusetts. So, 
dad and mom, they're down in their, their cellar, and they're having a really good heart-to-heart conversation about how, you know, she could have carried their son and none of this would have happened. So they're, at the very least here, they're talking about it, and they're beginning somewhat of a process of, of repairing what damage was done. And it's really disheartening because this is the last time that the two of them are going to be able to, you know, have together. And it's, it sucks. It, it's really, really bad. I, I, felt, I felt for them in this moment because I had already seen this movie. So, but when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's, that's really cool. So that's a positive thing. We're, we're, we're on somewhat of a positive note. Great. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes off. He's trying to find his kids. And he's in his basement and he's looking at all of his security cameras everywhere. And he just goes off to try to, you know, book it on foot and see if he can see what he can find. There's something else that happens here and I can't explain what exactly happened. So we cut back to mom and she's downstairs and she's on her bed and she's sleeping and her baby is sleeping and everything seems peaceful. And the camera pans over and the basement is flooding. I have no idea where this water is coming from. Oh, Oh no. You don't remember? No. Um, no, the pipes, the pipes were broken upstairs. They were. Yeah, um, what was it? Um, something happened. I remember seeing it when it first happened and going, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there were pipes that burst, um, from the water tower. There's a water tower they have, right? Yeah. Because, because they had the silo that had, like, all the corn, all the grain, and then they had another one that was the water tower. And the pipe that came from the water tower was busted because of something that happened earlier. I forgot what it was. Um, but I remember that's what happened. I'm like, oh, that's going to lead to something at some point. Okay. And that's why when she woke up, it was flooded. I'm like, oh, that's what it goes uh, to. Okay. I, mu- I must have. Yeah, we saw that. Okay. All right. I, be- I yeah. believe you. I just I That must've... was a real big deal. It was very well put together. Very final destination of them. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how I missed that. Okay, sure. Um, so the basement is flooding. She gets up. She has to get this kid out of there. And one of these creatures is at the stairs, you know, just kind of ominously standing there. And then, and this is going to be a big thing later, and then it dives into the water. I have a really big problem with this because of something that happens in the sequel. Like, it dives into the water with absolutely no problem. So, I'm thinking these things are accustomed to being in water. Great. Which is not the case at all. Mm. We get back to the kids who are up on top of this tower, and they're just waiting for their dad, and something happens. It spooks this kid out, and he falls into a pit of seeds. And, okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The grain. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. He falls into Sinky a pit sand. of seas. The door flies off the hinges for some reason and falls right next to him, almost beheading this poor kid. And I'm just like, great. And then the daughter, trying to be the hero, jumps into said seeds and there she's sinking and he <laughs> has to save her. And it's this overdramatic thing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still on board with everything that's going on. Nothing? Nothing about the seeds? No, no. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here comes this creature who hears the door and the, 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 sh- the shuffling about within this, this container of seeds. And 
This creature is all of a sudden there, and it jumps down into the seeds with them, and it, it starts ripping through the door that these two kids are using as a shield. And then the heronade thing happens again, exposing this creature's weakness, and it rips through the side of this container and just books it. Man, they're strong, huh? Sure. I mean, they just... <laughs> it just ripped through the silo. It ripped through and the like, silo. Like it was nothing. Like it was a piece of tinfoil wrapped around a piece of chocolate. Like like not even real tinfoil, like that fake stuff. Pretty much. I mean it's it it was yep. a great it was a great visual. It was a great dramatic moment for these kids who are who are inside of this of this container here. And, you know, having the door as the shield and the creature ripping through the door was all great to watch. But then again, this really it's so stupid. The, the the weakness that these things have with this hearing aid really bothers me about these two films. I'm not going to lie. But everything else, you know, revolving around that was really cool. And I, I thought this accomplished what it was supposed to. And then it just, like you said, tears through the side of this thing like a tinfoil. So the I, funny thing is, you love these movies. You were very excited for me to watch these movies with you. But the, but the whole point of these movies is the hearing aid. That is the entire point of these, and it's your biggest issue with it. <laughs> so it's what's funny is you love these movies, but you hate the entire point of it. I think the, I love these movies because of the world building, and I love these movies because of the characters right. that are involved. I think they, right. I think what this movie does with its world and its characters, I think it does it better than other movies within the genre. I think it does it better than other horror movies that I've seen within the past, I don't know, 15 years. Like, everything is so cut by numbers, and there's almost, like, a blueprint that a whole lot of horror films are starting to follow, and they're just watered down to the point where they're not enjoyable anymore. This was different. Right. These two movies were very, mm -hmm. very different, and they were enjoyable, and they looked at things, you know, from a different perspective, and it, it, made, it made the genre of, you know, post-apocalyptic films unique. That's why I like them. That's why I, I love these well, two movies, here's, and I here's stand the by difference, that. Though. The difference between this and others is we have a sequel to it, right? Now, as we know here, <clears throat> the whole point is they find out that there is a, there's a weakness that is a helpful weakness, and um, they made another movie that continues on with this other weakness, with this main weakness. Usually when you see something like this in a horror movie or a thriller movie or whatever, it's not like... They don't generally carry this on as like, here's the thing we need. Here's what we do. Here's how it goes every time. I mean, let's let's go back to like something simple, um, simple, whatever. Um, I used to watch the Freddy Krueger movies. I loved Nightmare on Elm Street. They were, you know, my go to. And every single time there was a new way to, you know, defeat Freddy. The first one was to take away his power by saying, I'm not afraid of you. You're fake. You're not real. And you, you're not going to have my fear anymore. I'm not going to feed you, you know? And then he, and he ceased to exist at the end, mm. you know? Then the next one was another thing. <clears throat> then the next one was like, oh, you have to bury him in hollowed ground. The next one is like, you need holy water and a cross. The next one was, you need to release his mother's soul. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was like all these ridiculous things. Like, this is how you get rid of him. This is how you get rid of him. This is how, like, that's cheesy, stupid horror movies, right? Agreed. Um, this... 
comes up with the solution halfway through this movie and then just keeps running with it for another for a sequel as well, right? And okay. It just it seemed like they cheaped out. Like if you don't like it, if you think it's a real cop out, why bother watching the second movie? <laughs> you know, if it's just it's so cheesy. Well, because everything else was so good. You're building a world around this this situation. Exactly. Like, okay, great. But the solution is so... Uh. This, okay, so I, I agree with you. The solution is ridiculous, but it is better than everything that you just laid out with, like, you know, Freddy. With every movie, there has to be something different. And I will give them credit right. for that. Even though this is a stupid solution, at least they committed to it and they ran with it. Right. So, right. sure, I, I guess. That's, that's a positive. I mean, they could have just as easily, you know, saw... They could have just as easily saw the reception of this, because I'm sure we're not the only ones that felt this way about, you know, the, um, the, the solution to this problem. I'm sure we're not the only right. ones that have a problem with this. I'm sure there are others out right. there who were very vocal about it. And the fact mm -hmm. that they said, well, this is what we decided on, and we're going to stick with it, I actually give them a lot of credit, because they could have very easily, you know broke the hearing aid in in you know an opening scene in the sequel and well that's gone now we can't do anything about it uh we have to find a different right. way that would have been a very easy thing to do but they didn't they 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 committed to this and as dumb as it is at least they stuck mm. with the original idea and i do give them a little bit of credit for that but i i, I, yeah. st I still maintain that it's dumb <laughs> mm -hmm. so anyways <laughs> So this thing escapes through the side of the silo because it is very, very strong, and its nails are razor sharp, and it's able to escape. Um, dad and kids, they get back together again. There are hugs all around, and these kids have to, you know, hide inside of a truck because they have nowhere else to go, I guess. It's like you're on your farm. You can't make it back to your house, but this truck, oh, this truck is going to be the answer. Sure. Dad has an axe. Dad gets taken out <laughs> by one of these things, and he's on the ground. I'm going to be honest. I thought he was dead here. I did not think that I he was. I thought he was, too. I thought yeah. that was it. I did not think he was going to be getting back up, especially when this thing just ignores the body and starts going after the truck because this kid screams out, Dad. Which, fine. You, mm -hmm. you just watched your dad, you know, get killed right in front of you. Of course you're going to scream. I, you know, accept that. Now, now was there music here? There, there had to be. There was, there was, you know, an orchestra playing, like the swelling mm -hmm. and to build tension. There was no music music playing. Right. So that was going on. Yeah, why? Well, I'm just wondering, because I, that's what I would imagine would be the musical part, where there's like action, like yes. a big deal. Yes. Like, oh. That, that was all over the place in this, in this film. That, okay, so let me, let me make a correction. When there's action scenes going on and the creature is on camera and the jump scares are, are, are all over and we're in the thick of it, when there's orchestra playing there, just to add to the tension, I don't have a problem with that at all. It's during the subtle moments in this movie where I want things to be silent and there's music playing in the background, even as you know low-key as it is, that's when I'm like, eh, you could have done without that. Yeah, but it's, right. it's, it's neither right. here nor there and I'm not going to pick on it. Um, anyways, so, dad gets up, dad has this massive gashing wound, you know, across his stomach. It's very clear, even, even if they're able to fight this thing off, he's not going to make it. 
it's at a lost cause. And he very lovingly, you know, signs to his daughter that he loves her. And he screams. And this creature goes and attacks him. The son very quickly, you know, throws the emergency brake off of this truck. And the truck kind of rolls down a hill. And that was their escape plan. That was their escape plan. Great. I, no, no problems with that at all. Um, we're back in a basement. And mom and her two kids and everybody's kind of together down there. And this creature is, you know, coming into the basement. And it's this real tense, intense scene of what are they going to do? How are they going to get away from this? Now, right. <clears throat> This is one of the audio discrepancies that I saw. So we've heard floorboards creaking. We've heard mom in the bathtub wincing. Like, these are very audible. Like, you can hear them. Right. There's a television that's emitting no sound, but the hum Mm -hmm. of the static, because it's a tube TV, is able to set this creature off into attack mode. Uh Uh-huh. So... That yeah. level of silence or, 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 or that level of, of how audible things have to be, as, as low as that is, is able to set this thing off. It's yeah. kind of seems like... if it's like constant, there's... it's not like it's a new thing. Hmm? But if it's a constant sound... Hmm. Oh, uh, whatever. I'm just saying, if it's... If, if that low... Of a, of, of a sound or that lower frequency is able to set this thing off into attack mode, then, you know, mom in the bathroom wincing because she's in pain would have easily set that thing off right. in, the, in, the, in the bathroom, right. even before the mm-hmm. fireworks were going off. Like, she wasn't right. screaming. She was just very much in pain and making noise. She was breathing. She was wincing. There was, she was making noise in the bathtub. Exactly. Should have set that thing off. I wanted to wait till yeah. I wanted to wait until this particular part before I, you know, said anything about that. Like I have no problem with the fireworks. I have no problem with her screaming when the fireworks are going off because of everything that happened before with the river. Like it like it right. very neatly established that that was a possibility. Here, this television, mm. like uh okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um yeah. and then the hearing aid goes off again. You know, when the daughter finally realizes everything that's going on with this thing, she she takes it uh-huh. off and, and, and puts it up to a, um, she backs Microphone, the thing. right? That's yeah. the second one, I think. Oh, okay. I think. She just kind of, you know, grabs it and, and, and points it towards this thing and it starts to tweak out and mom grabs the shotgun and blows this thing's head off. Yep. 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 That's pretty much the whole shebang, right? Yep. And then we cut to, well, we cut to outside and there are, well, we see mom staring at one of the, um, the television monitors and there are a ton more, you know, coming towards her. And then, uh, right. that, I think that's yeah. when there is kind of a, a, a loudspeaker type system that's going on. And she puts mm-hmm. the, um, puts the hearing aid up to the, to the microphone and it emits this loud sound and. You know, all of the other creatures, they scurry away and they go running off and then roll credits to the end. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah. She caught, she, you know, she, she racks her, uh, her round in a shotgun and then that's pretty much it. Pretty much. Yep. Racks. <laughs> Cham- chambers around. <laughs> anyway, 
And that's yeah. Sorry, I was I was out shooting today, so it's almost like why am I why do I not how to know how to speak about guns? Um, <laughs> she racks the rounds. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it was it was a very like. It was almost a goofy ending, like, end credits, you know, like, oh, come on. <laughs> but it was also, like, very empowering, like, here we go. I'm like, okay, I get it, I like it, that's awesome. And they could have ended it there. They did not need to make a sequel to it, you know? But, I mean, they did, and the entire sequel is about, well, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's funny to me the way they did it. Um, Could they keep going with it? Of course they could. The fact that it's not a horror movie and they're already doing this part one, part two, part, you know, the, maybe a part three, I don't know, is, is very strange because it's not a horror movie. It's a thriller. I mean, it could be horror depending on how you, what your definition of horror is. I wouldn't you know, classify if this any as type a horror. Of, no, no. It's a, it's a sci-fi thriller. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. So, Okay. But they could they could totally like milk this. Of if course they, keep they could on going this route. Um, they don't need to, but no, they could. They and it's could. like, eh, you know, I, I would have been satisfied with with the movie ending there and not having any sequels. So, but that's not what happened. No. So, so here's what I will say. I enjoy this movie, and I enjoy the sequel. I think a sequel was necessary. If you're going to. Mm-hmm. If you're going to introduce a solution, no matter how dumb it is, and if I gave them credit before for actually sticking with it, then you know what? See it through, and I'm going to be on board with it, because I'm enthralled by the world that you created, and these characters have me hooked, so I want to see uh-huh. the way that this story ends. Um, right. If Krasinski's story here is two movies, cool. If it's three, cool. Anything more than that might be overkill. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm absolutely expecting there to be a third movie. The, the way that the sequel ends, um, there's, there's going to be right. another one coming right. out after that. Yeah, we'll and, talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. If, that's, if that's Krasinski's vision for what he wants this to be, I'm excited for him. I actually want to see whatever was in his head for this idea come to fruition. And I'm happy for him. I thought, yeah. as somebody who's new to filmmaking, this—I mean, this isn't his debut as a director. I do think no. his his debut writing a film like this. Mm-hmm. All the power to him, man. If he wants to, you know, see this thing through, and and it takes three movies to tell the story, then so be it. And I'm on board for the ride. Again, because I'm super interested in this world. I'm more interested in the characters. The way that the way that Millicent. And her character arc goes through the sequel of this thing has me even more excited for whatever she's going to do in the future. So I am on board. The yeah, I don't know how much I want to say about the sequel, but no matter what the solution is to deal with these creatures, to me, it's almost secondary. I don't think that's important. Mm. I think, I think that her character. And her story arc is what's important. I think that's what we should be paying attention to more than anything else. That's just mm-hmm. me. That's that. That's just my yeah. opinion. If you're the kind of person that's like, well, it, the, the the solution doesn't make sense. I'm on board with that, but it's not. It's not the most important thing to me about this movie or right. about its sequel. So that's what right. I will say. Um, yeah, this movie to me, the first time I saw it, I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. It's different. It's not the same as everything else that has come out within 
the horror genre, in the thriller genre, mm. in, in the supernatural mm-hmm. genre. It's very different. It's thinking outside of the box, and I really appreciate that. I love when, you know, films do that. And that's yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. That's all I have to say about this movie. I think I'm I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm right, right there with you. Well, thanks everyone for sticking around. Um, stay tuned because later on this month we will talk about part two. Yeah, if, if, in case you haven't figured that out already. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, guys. Have a good one, everybody.